Hi, my name is John Ortiz, and I'm the lead pastor at The Gathering Place in Port Natchez, Texas. I'd like to take this opportunity to invite you and your family to join me this Sunday morning at 1030 a.m. for our online Easter service. We're going to have live worship, a great message, as well as the fun activity for your kids following our service. Our service begins at 1030 a.m. at tgp.church forward slash live. I sure do hope you can join us. I was lost with a broken heart. You picked me up, now I'm set apart. From the ash I am born again. Forever safe in the Savior's hands. You are more than my words could say. I'll follow you, Lord, for all my days. I'll fix my eyes, follow in your ways. Forever free in an ending grave. You are, you are, you are, you are my freedom. We lift you higher, lift you higher. Your love, your love, your love never ending. Oh, oh, oh. You are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. You are all we need. Your love has set us free. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You set us free. Yeah. In the midst of my darkest night, let your love be the shining light. Breaking chains that were holding me. You sent your son down and set me free. Everything of this world will fade. I'm pressing on till I see your face. I will live that your will be done. I won't stop till your kingdom come. Yeah. You are, you are, you are my freedom. We lift you higher. Lift you higher, your love, your love, your love, never ending. Oh, oh, come on, you are alive, you are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. You are all we need. Your love has set us free. Oh, yeah, yeah. Come on, do you believe that he's alive in you today? Yeah, yeah. put those hands together today. Father, we worship you. We've come to lift you up. We've come to magnify your name, King of kings and Lord of lords. You are, you are, you are my freedom. We lift you higher, lift you higher. Your love, your love, your love never ending. Oh, oh, oh. Come on, you are. You are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. You are all we need. Your love has set us free. Come on, you are alive. You are alive in us. Nothing can take your place. You are, you are all we need. Your love has set us free. give the Lord some praise. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you today. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. While we celebrate your goodness today, God. Oh, we worship you. We worship you. Everyone needs compassion, love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. And everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior. Quote the hope. 
the hope of nations. Yeah. Oh, Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Yeah. Oh, you conquered the grave. He conquered the grave. So take me as you find me. All my fears and failures fill my life again. I give my life to follow everything I believe in. Well, I surrender. Now I surrender. Yeah, we surrender. Yeah, Savior. He can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. Come on, everybody. He is mighty to save. Forever. Forever. Author of salvation. Come on, he, he rose. Yes, he did. Jesus Shine your light and let the whole world see. Sing it. For the glory of the risen King. Come on, shine your light. Shine your light and let the whole world see. We're singing for the glory of the risen King. Yay, Savior, He can move the mountain. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever, author of salvation. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Hey, Savior, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation, he rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, give the Lord some praise. Come on, if you believe he conquered the grave, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Father, you're so good. 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 Hallelujah. 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 During this next song, I want to invite you to come and partake of communion this morning. And as you take it today, I want you to reflect on the fact that God is always good and that he loves you and has a great plan for your life. And you don't, if you don't know him today, this is a good day to know him. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you that you're undefeated, that God, because of your, uh, your, because of your victory, we win. Because of your victory, we win, Father. And we thank you for it, that love conquers. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Father's love, destined to die, poured out for all mankind. God.
God's only Son, perfect and spotless one. He never sinned, but suffered as if he did. All authority, every finish up, you can stand with us in worship. You overcame, you overcame, yeah. Power in hand, speaking the Father's plan. Sending a sound, light in this broken on all authority. All authority. Come on, everybody. Every victory is yours. All authority. Every victory. Every victory is yours. Honor and glory, 
of all of our praise. You overcame. Awesome and power forever. Awesome and great is your name. You overcame. You overcame. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Bless your name. Bless your name. Hallelujah. Overcame. Yes, you have. I shout victory. It's what you have today. It's what you have today.
you won't climb up coming after me. Snow wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down coming after me. You won't climb up coming after me. Snow wall, you won't kick down. Lie, you won't tear down coming after me. Holy, overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. I don't deserve it Still you give yourself away thankful for his love today. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I hear this in my heart. It says, "'Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise just to know thus says the lord jesus jesus how i trust him how i prove him more and more Jesus, Jesus, precious Jesus, oh, for grace to trust him more. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. You can take your seats for just a moment. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We would like to present this song this morning to you as part of our Easter celebration today. It's called Forever.
was rolled away, his perfect love would not be overcome. Now death, where is your sting? Our resurrected King has rendered you defeated. Lift up your hands, begin to praise him. Come on. Thank him for victory. Thank him that he's touched you. Thank you that he's healed you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Come on, give the Lord some praise. Come on. Come on, thank him. Thank him this morning. This is a good morning to thank him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Uh, 1 Samuel chapter number 18, and um, you can put your finger there, uh, but I'm going to be speaking to you from the topic of stuck. Everybody say stuck. stuck. Hallelujah. And so, uh, let's just give you just a, just a uh, can I get a little bit more monitor if you can? Um, just to give you kind of a, uh, an overview. When the prophet Samuel came to David, King David's home, uh, and anointed him the next king of Israel, David went from being nothing to prominence. And it could be, it could be said that David's life completely changed. We all know the story, David defeated Goliath. And as soon as that happened, his whole life changed. In fact, the folks that he was running with um, looked at him and said, hey, you weasel, you can't do this. And, uh, but he did, he, he uh, took care of Goliath. Now that victory got David a place in uh, Saul's palace, but it also put David under uh, great scrutiny from King Saul. And in 1 Samuel chapter 18 in verse 30, uh, it says that his name, meaning David, his name became well known. David's best friend was Jonathan, who was Saul's son, and David married Michal, which was Saul's daughter. So you can say David was in the family of Saul. He was married into it. And 1 Samuel 19, in a fit of rage, you see Saul attempting to spear David, but David eluded the attack and he got away. And if you read the story, David did nothing to cause Saul's rage. However, I want you to listen to this, God uses this experience to grow David. God uses this experience to mold David into uh, more into the man that God would need David to be. And on the way to the cave of Adullam, David's earthly, uh, you can call them props, if you will, began to fall out from underneath him. His life began to change. Escaping King Saul simply meant leaving behind his best friend, leaving behind his wife. And since David didn't know where else to go, he went to the prophet Samuel. Saul pursued David, causing David and Samuel to part ways. And everything David might have leaned on in the, this point of his life, of his journey, was taken away. David's emotional state of his emotional well-being was slowly eroding. And the once calm, confident young warrior now is facing, feeling that pressure, feeling the squeeze of life. Have you ever been there? Yeah. And in 1 Samuel chapter number 21, in verses 13 through 15, and we'll look at that together, 1 Samuel 21, 13 through 15, we come across what must have been the lowest point in David's life. David goes to the camp of the Philistines in the city of Gath, Goliath's hometown, and I want you to listen to what has become of David. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 21, verse 13. And it says, he pretended to be insane in their presence. And while he was in their hands, he acted like a madman, making marks on the doors of the gate and letting uh, saliva run down his beard. In verse 14, and Akish told his servants, look at this man, he is insane. Why bring him to me? Talking about this calm, cool, collective David, he's now pretending to be crazy. And in verse 15, it says, am I so short of mad men that you have brought this fellow here to carry on like this in front of me? Must this man come to my house? And in a matter of days, David lost everything. And at this point in David's journey, this is when David takes refuge in the cave of Adullam. 
David arrived at this cave and stripped of everything that he had come to rely upon. In a downward spiral of events, he lost every, everybody say everything. He lost everything. And now we pick up this story and he's sitting alone in a cave. And I want to talk to you today, those that are watching around the world and those that are in this room. Maybe today you feel like you're sitting alone in a cave. Maybe you feel like God has forsaken you and you don't have anyone to talk to and you feel so alone. But today I've come to tell you that's not true. That God, your Father, is with you, never leaves you, never forsakes you. You don't have to feel discouraged. In fact, you should feel encouraged. And the word I want to release to you today is this. Open your eyes to see what I'm doing among you, says the Lord. Don't focus on what's happening around you, delay or distraction. This is a time of great breakthrough, says the Lord. Stay the course, for I'm moving on your behalf. Say, I believe, I receive. That word is for everybody in this house and those that are watching. You are not alone. And in 1 Samuel 22, verses 1 through 2, we see that David leaves Gath and escapes to this cave of Adullam. And when his brothers and his sisters, his family, his household finds out, uh, they go down there to him. And all those who were in distress, all those who were uh, uh, in debt, all those who were discontent, all gathered around David. And he became their leader. Everybody say their leader. Now, Adullam means hiding place. And I want to mention this to you because I know there's people here that are, that are watching, that are here, that are going through some things in their life and you feel like you've been stuck. The Lord has come today to unst unstick you. <laughs> He's come to blow his wind and his presence in your life to get you moving. Yeah. To, to, to shift your gear from neutral to drive. Amen. Hallelujah. But some processes that we go through are preparing us for breakthrough. Every bad situation that you've been, in, been having to process, navigate through has been preparing you for this moment. If you don't go through the process, it's hard to understand the promise. You have to go through bad things. Just because you got saved doesn't mean bad things won't happen to you. It just means that God's giving you the strength and the grace to get through it. Yeah. I'm reminded of the woman with the issue of the blood that, that, that struggled for 12 years to, get broke, to, to receive breakthrough. And finally, at the last moment, she mustered up some faith and touched the hem of Jesus' garment. And suddenly, her bleeding stopped. Why? Because she acted upon her faith. <clears throat> she had to go through pain and she had to go through the process to receive her promise. No matter how hard it gets in your life, God is with you in your process. It's important that we realize that we're all going through a process. My process may be different from your process. It may look different. It may feel different. But we got to respect each other's process. We're all going through something. Everybody in this room is going through something. The good news is that something is pushing you into your promise. Jesus on the cross had to go through the process. Everybody say process. His process was the process of pain. Have you ever gone through the pain process before? The cutting of way of relationships. Maybe if it was a divorce. Maybe it was someone passing away that you believed God was going to uh, touch and heal. It was all a process. But God never turns his back on you through the process. So many times while we're going through the process, we get frustrated. We want to throw our, the towel in and give up. 
but it's in this cave that, that, that you begin to realize how strong you are. I remember there's times in uh, my life where I felt like uh, uh, no one cared for me. No one believed in what God has given me. Nobody wanted to help me. And I put myself in, let's call it the cave of Adullam. And, I, and in that moment, in those few weeks that you feel like you're going through hell and high water, it's like nobody's there with you. Nobody cares for you. But God starts sending people to you. In David's case, God sent his family, his household, his father and his brothers to him. And then God sent 400 other people that he began to lead. See, sometimes your process will, will, will attract people, other people in the community that, will, that needs your help through your process. Sometimes your process is for somebody else. It's in the cave experiences when you begin to come to your senses and you begin to realize that I was created for such a time as now. Cave experiences are not meant to hurt you. They're meant to provide safety for you. So many times I've gone through moments in my life, cave experiences where I thought I was, should have been here, but God had me here hidden away. And sometimes God will hide you away from hurt, from pain. And sometimes God will lead you down the road of hurt and pain. Not because he hates you, but because he loves you. He wants to build you a testimony. He wants to build you a testimony, but you don't have a testimony unless you have a test. You see, it's all about perspective. You can go around saying, nobody loves me all, all, all your life. But when you begin to understand that you've gone through the process and that process is to help somebody else reach their promise, then your perspective changes. And I know we all wanna, we all, we all wanna obtain the promises that, we, that God has given us, and you will. I said you will. Yeah. But you might be in a season where God has said, I have you tuckered away into a hiding place so I can grow you, so I can mold you, so I can help you push ahead. It's in those moments where you have to realize I need to submit to what Father God is doing in my life. Everybody say submit. submit. That's a hard word, hallelujah. <laughs> but the cave is part of the process. In Joshua chapter one, Verse number one, let's look at that together. Joshua one and verse one. I'm gonna close here in a moment. But Joshua one and verse one, we see, uh, let's just look at it together. Verse one says, and after the death of Moses, God spoke to Joshua and said, my servant Moses is dead, get going. And some of you need, need to go ahead and highlight that word, get going. Because some of you have been in the cave long enough. Some of you, you're, you're, you've been, you're overdue. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you need to realize this morning that, <coughs> excuse me, that this word this morning is going to help you uh, move from living in a cave where you feel alone and neglected and hurt to begin to get on the road to your promise. Yeah. Everybody say, get going. So it says, my servant Moses is dead. Get going. Cross this Jordan, you and all the people. Cross to the country I'm giving to the people of Israel. I'm giving you every square inch of the land you set your foot on. From the wilderness and this Lebanon to the great river, the Euphrates, to the Hittite country, to the west of the great sea, this is going to be all yours, all your life. No one will be able to hold out against you. And in the same way I was with Moses, Joshua, I'm going to be with you. Yeah. Now I want you to, to begin to receive this prophetic word right now to you. The Lord says, I won't give up on you. I won't leave you. The Lord says, strength, courage. You are going to lead this people to inherit the land. The Lord is saying, you're going to lead you, your family, and those around you into the land of your promise. Amen. I got two amens on that one. Amen. 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 It's time to begin to change your perspective and use the pain that you've been going through and all the hell that you've been going through. Use it as, as gasoline 
to get you into your promised land. Hallelujah. It continues and says, don't get off track either left or right so as to make sure you get to where you're going. Stay focused. Everybody say, stay focused. Stay focused. And it goes on and says, don't for a minute let this book of, the Re of Revelation be out of mind. So in other words, keep this book your focus. Don't let this get out of your mind. Every promise you have is in this word. Every prophetic word that you need is in this word. Don't let this leave your mind. Ponder and meditate it day on, on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get to where you're going. Then you're going to succeed. It goes on and says in this scripture, haven't I commanded you strength and courage? See, when you're, when you're in that place in those, those moments of time where you don't feel like anybody loves you and you feel neglected and unappreciated, it's in these moments where God is closer than he ever is. Because how many of you know, when you're on the mountaintop, man, it's easy, to, to get, it's easy just to float. Nothing bothers you. Nothing, nothing can penetrate you. You're good. But it's in those low times where it's like, you, you submit to the negativity instead of listening to the word of God. But the Lord says to you today, if you find yourself, if you're one of those people that are here today and watching online that feels like you're in a cave and you feel neglected and unwanted, the Lord says to you, strength and courage. Strength and courage. Courage. It says, this Bible, the, the, the Bible says, don't be timid. Isn't that a word? That's a good word. He says, strength, courage, don't be timid, and don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step you take. Amen. Don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you every step you take. Amen. And those in-between places of your life is when you got to really focus on the word. Focus on the revelation that God is good and that he loves you. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 9, we're very familiar with it. If you've been in church uh, in a period of time, it says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time you will reap if you do not give up. The New King James Version says it this way, and let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Yeah. Amen. This is your breakthrough season. This is your promised season. Yeah. I'm going to close with this. <clears throat> There's a book out called The Tipping Point, and it's by uh, Malcolm Gladwell. It's an older book. It's been around for a little while. But in this, in this book, it says the tipping point is the moment when an idea, trend, or social behavior crosses a threshold, tips, and spreads like wildfire. And he gives an example of how a, one sick person can have the flu, and that one sick person can make everybody else have the flu. And it spreads. That would be a tipping point. And I believe there's folks here today that are watching, that are here, that are, that are, you're at the tipping point where you've gone through so much stuff and so much heartache and so much uh, disappointments and so much discouragement and, and the devil has been hitting you relentlessly and you said, God, I just need a break. The tipping point is a critical point in a situation, a critical point in a process to which something significant and unstoppable can take place. And I believe the Lord sent me here this morning to tell you this morning, tell you today, that every attack and every hurt and every pain that you've gone through was on purpose for a purpose. And God is pushing you into your promised season. This is your breakthrough season. This is your promised season. 
you're fixing to step into the greatest time of your life. Would you stand with me?